STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Here we go. That would be Back awesome. Pissy Pants. We are live in Pissy Pants Party Palace in Joe's Closet. Sounds sexual. Well, I'm sick as a fuck. Might be a long road to hoe <laughs> today, folks. I like hoeing. We got, we got a Joe who is, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He's off his meds. Is uh, did you run out of protein? That would happen. Well, I haven't been in the gym for about a week, so that's got my uh, hormones, my testosterone, all out of whack. <laughs> oh, your testosterone was fully going today. What are you talking about today? Oh, I'm sick. That's a fuck. You're sounding better this week. We should start off the show by doing our usual apology for the last episode. <laughs> I thought we apologized already for bad audio. Oh, did we? You're we right. Okay. That was two weeks ago. So we, we were okay last week? Last week we recorded live, dude. Live? We kept pounding the table face-to-face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were in our little room. Penis to penis. That was awesome. Hairy chest to hairy chest. In your dreams. Arms intertwined. It's uh, It's nice to have a screen separating us, though, this time. It was... It's getting a little awkward looking that close into like, your face. I don't like looking at you when I talk to you. <laughs> Those eyes look like Death? 30 years of LSD use. That'd be you, you. Ahead. What the fuck are you talking about? That'd be you. <laughs> your eyes would get droopier and droopier like Rocky Balboa <laughs> in the ninth round. I can't do a show every week anymore. That's it. Here we go. That's Here we go. That's the chat again. No material. This might be the last year since we just paid for an account renewal. Barely. (sighs) Feeling like shit all day. It's always the worst when you can feel a cold coming on and a sore throat. And then as a guy, you turn into a baby, right? So it's just like, ugh. No, no, no. Don't. Don't lump all guys into yeah. what you do. Oh, I've seen you. You turn into a big baby. The rest of us turn into men and suck it up. Well, I'm always already a man. So I guess that sort of makes sense that I would turn into a baby, which means that you walk around as a baby all the time. <laughs> I Can you admit the problem is that you were missing me because we've been separated at work now for almost they've, a week. They've separated us. They're on to our shenanigans. Uh, yeah, we've been covering off for people, so I get the shaft and I get moved to different areas and have to deal with other stuff while Bill gets to do the usual duties and relax and do nothing. So I took the hit for the team. Uh, my relief is the douchebag that comes in five minutes when he's supposed to be there instead of earlier. So five pulls, minutes is generous. He pulls that dick move. I just left today. I said, fuck it. I'm out of here. Even with all the drama going on right at, oh, the, cares. Right at the whistle. 
I don't give a crap anymore. So I bounced, and then I had to uh, meet up with, uh, I had two sales from Kijiji that I had to deliver the items to tonight. So knock that bullshit off. One of them, remember that guy I was telling you about who gave me one, literally one word responses to any sentence that I typed to him? Mm-hmm. Aside from giving me his address. Uh, I thought it was like a little retarded kid. Yeah, as a full grown adult. <laughs> fuck, buddy. He's all excited. He got his uh, crystal Xbox controller. Like, oh that- man! I now I can I complete my crystal Xbox. And he's he's going on about it. I'm trying to walk away from the guy, and he keeps on talking about it. Did you tell him that you know your partner at work was supposed to get that controller as a nice upgrade? I could probably sell your other one if you want. Or it goes with the other crystal. You don't need it. Sell that shit. Give it to Musty for free. You, you owe him. For free. Just Musty. Musty, it's yours for free. Just pay for the shipping and Bill will send it to you. Yikes. One crystal Xbox. One crystal Xbox controller. It's all yours. Ship, just pay for shipping. And that's it. Well, he's definitely entitled to the family discount, but I do have to recoup uh, some investment in that one. That's for sure. Did you really? Pay, did you really pay for it though? Yeah. Or did you uh, price adjust like you do? No. Remember, I had to drive an hour and a half oh, away, yeah. so I had my gas fees on top of the uh, price of the console. Did you? Uh, did you watch Haji's last video? He poked fun at you in it about uh, price adjusting at the very end. Jabbed you. I, I did. I, I don't know where that came from. Jabbed you with a knife. That was, I, maybe I I think he meant you, obviously. No, I don't know. He, uh, pretty much was referring to you. I got some Joe shrapnel there. I think you're the ringleader. (laughs) No, 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 no. But yeah, I don't must adjust. We can, uh, we can link up and work something out. I'm sure. Although I I don't know what shipping is going to be. Musty, it's yours. Free. 20 bucks. Crystal Xbox is yours. That's going to cover Bill's gas. You just pay for shipping. <laughs> you'll, have it, you'll have it within a week. I I did bring it to work and tested it all out. Uh, it was all good. Um, although the drawer is sticky, as a lot of Xboxes are, so the, the belt's got to come out and get washed washed and then funny how uh, playstation never had sticky drawers issue well people just threw them out really well when they were done actually they never really stuck playstations had that the face plate always came off you recall well no i don't recall i went with the winning team i didn't play with the losers oh fucking bill's frozen on me there (laughs) yeah you went from you went frozen you're frozen, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you were too. I remember what I was saying. I'm not editing this thing. Going up stone cold style. Going to be up Friday morning when I get to work. What? What <sighs> is your problem? This I'm stiffling too much. I can barely take it. I think I'm stiffling too much in the microphone. Crap. What are you doing? I'm sending a warning to my kid that she better not be uh, 
pulling uh, pulling data. So at my door when I got no in the mailbox when I got home, another modem sent by the company. So now this will be the third modem they've sent me in in about a week. I thought you replaced Jerry. I did. They sent me another one. Why? He, What's uh, the difference? They called me to see if the uh, the first one they sent set up okay. Um. So remember, I had called and complained because I get lousy, lousy speeds and major drops here. And they did send people out about two months ago to check over all the lines and everything checked out. And uh, they just scratch your head and said, oh, it must be your consoles, yeah, your right. video games. They're pulling all your, uh, all your data bits on you. Yeah. All of my modern consoles are just chewing up all that. Anyways, I got on the phone again. I got fed up again a month later because I'm ready to quit. And they uh, finally got another guy who was willing to replace hardware for me. So they sent me another modem, which is an exact copy of the one I have, just uh, another one to see if the modem was a problem. And uh, so I got that the one day I installed it. And then the next day, another modem showed up on my door. They accidentally sent two of them. So that just went right in the storage. And um, then he gave me a follow-up call to see how everything was going. And yeah, it's fine. I mean, speeds aren't great, but they're what I'm supposed to get. In my area here, my plan, I have access to a whole 10 megs down. That's all they can grant me here. And I'm in a city. This is crazy. So this thing was pulling around eight megs down, which is within their guidelines of what you should be getting. But he was checking other stuff. He wanted to be perfectly sure that it's doing the best that it could possibly do. And so he was doing tests on his uh, his end, and he could see that there was Wi-Fi congestion due to me living in a city. So, because um, everyone's on, you know, the 2.4 gigahertz frequency. Frequency. So he, uh, he had an idea to send me the very, very, very latest modem they're offering. And I think he said it's like, uh, it's up to the five gigahertz range. So it'll be on a spectrum that not all my neighbors are on. So that'll help out Wi-Fi, anyways, but not overall speed. That arrived on my door today. So I got to get to change all my Wi-Fi passwords again. Mm. And then he's going to follow up again with another phone call. But I think I got to quit these guys because competition is offering you know, a gigahertz down compared to my eight megs. What's that percentage wise? Can you do the math? Uh, quickly in my head, that's 5,000% better. Five? You got a five out of that? Five K better. So, I, you got, you got to do it, man. You can't, you've, you can't live like that. It's ridiculous. You put up with it for how many years? I've had to put up with it for how many years? Well, I don't, I don't understand why they don't have the infrastructure going. So for my sake, you got to do it and have a long conversation with them. And they're basically to keep me going to have to like pay me. They're going to have to, you know what, instead of you paying us for the service, we're going to pay you just to stay on. Cause if uh, internet goes, I'm pulling TV too. And I know consumers out there should not be pulling their, their satellite or their cable television packages, but in this instance, I will, out of spite. 
You mean you give you give up TV completely? I don't want people to follow this advice. But oh, that's crazy, man. I would never do that. Don't do that. Everyone should should have a nice solid television package. But God if I sign right. up for a gigahertz down package, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, see if I can go without a conventional TV yeah. service. I need my uh, regular TV programming. I need my HBO for my movies and my uh, boxing. Yeah. Well, all shows that I like. You can get it with a little bit of, you know, no, you got to do a little not bit. I'm not going to do nothing like that. I know. But I want uh, it when I want it. You know, my kids, I can't remember the last time they watched TV anymore. You know, like they're totally on YouTube 100% of the time. I'm, and I'm uh, sick and tired of YouTube, to be honest with you, dude. <laughs> for, for me, uh, NHL, you know, all of my games are blacked out nowadays. I used to be able to watch every single Montreal Canadiens game on the French channel. And now the league has started blacking those out. So I have to go to the dark web for those anyways. Hmm. That's probably for the better. However, everyone should subscribe to a robust satellite or cable TV package. Um, it is the best way to get your. I was uh, watching my fa one of my favorite Christmas holiday movies before while I was waiting for you to uh, come on. Uh, guess what it was? It was uh, British. It was British. British. Uh, Black Adder does uh, Christmas. No, now I forgot the name of it. Mr. Bean Christmas. Yeah, it's the one with uh, Hugh Grant in it, and he's the oh, uh, no. Prime Minister. Uh, <laughs> no, no. What's it called again? I just said it was my favorite. I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, God, retard. Hold on. God. Why do you like his movies so much? Is that. Uh, is it the Julia Roberts one in there too? No, that's Notting Hill. It's uh, Love Actually. Uh, I had to go look at my DVD shelf here. Couldn't remember. Love it. Does that have uh, Rick from uh, Walking Dead in it? Yep. That's the yeah. one that has Rick? Super young Rick. I watch that thing like every year, whenever it's on. Except I hate it, the W Network, because it's got, it cuts out pieces. So I'll throw the DVD in sometime mm -hmm. soon. And, uh, you were watching the W network. That tells you something. No, my wife was watching it and she left it on because she knows I love that movie. <clears throat> so when I got home, it was just starting up with a uh, bill Nighy singing, uh, his, uh, Christmas Carol version at the start. I, I do love him of course, but, uh, you know, I was thinking of a British movie too, the other day that, it's it's getting time. I got to watch it again, and it never gets play anywhere. And it was a sleeper when it did come out with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman <sighs> and uh, Nick Frost and uh, the guy you said, and a bunch of other guys you'll recognize. Awesome. And uh, January Jones, Pirate Radio, the boat that rocked. Really love that movie. They, uh, you know, they tell the, 
story of the early the early rock days when uh, you couldn't get any rock and roll music on the, the BBC radio. So these uh, radio operators would charter boats and put the transmitter out there in uh, in the channel and broadcast from there. Great movie. I love it. Mm, not very romantic-y or Christmas-y. Or- oh, there's a broad in there that comes on the boat. Well, besides January Jones. Um, it's, she ended up marrying uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, that blonde chick. She's in. Well, she, yeah, she, she was. She wasn't blonde in the movie. Yeah. Well, she's naturally a blonde, and she was hotter way back before she went crazy. Oh, she she's crazy now. Yeah, before she married Johnny Depp. She. When did she marry Johnny Depp? That blonde chick, right? What? And then she was, she no, was Elon Musk. Yeah, she was dating Elon Musk after she. After she uh, and Johnny Depp separated. Oh crap! Are you sure that's the same one? Yeah, the hot chick. Yeah, she's super hot. Yeah, she's yeah. in uh, Westworld too. She showed up there. Mm, I don't remember seeing her in that, but yeah, she dated. Started dating Elon Musk after Johnny Depp, and then uh, I guess he realized she was batshit crazy and dumped her. I I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar. If you were that rich, would you really want to settle down with one person? Did he not marry her? Okay, Google. Who's married to Elon Musk? Elon Musk was married to Tallulah Riley and Justine Musk. Yeah, Tallulah Riley. That's what I'm thinking. I'm talking about uh, Siri. Who is Johnny Depp married to? Tallulah Jane Riley Milburn, known professionally as Tallulah Riley, is an English actress. Johnny Depp was married to Amber Heard from 2015 to 2016. Yeah, Amber Heard. And then yeah. she started dating Elon Musk, and then he dumped her crazy ass. Well, that's not who I'm talking about. Who'd you say? Tallulah what? Tallulah Riley. Siri, show me Tallulah Riley. Right there. Oh, fuck, she's smoking. Here's what I found on the web for show me Tallulah Riley. <laughs> Show me a picture of Tallulah Riley. I was going to say, she's not actually working, is she? None of them are the one that you showed me. Why is this thing using Bing? What the fuck is Bing? <laughs> that's, that's Microsoft. That's why they're losers. Nice work, Siri. Show me that picture again. I have to uh, masturbate to her later. Put that in the old bank. I'm going to go yeah. on that uh, website where it shows celebrity nudes. To hmm. Lou La Delupa. Really? You're doing my, this? my fucking typing has been f- garbage on this phone. It's like it's gotten retarded. It has. Yeah. Uh, she's okay, man. This picture is not good of her. She looks like a fucking dope. What? What does that mean? Anyways. She's all dopey. Pirate radio. She's garbage. I don't like her. Or as it was known in the UK, the boat that rocked. Check that movie out. You get a hard, uh, a hard, uh, cock. A hard thumbs up for me on that. It's time for me to watch that again and try to find the British version. Cause I think they got more uh, music clearance. <laughs> If you uh, check out the British version. Okay. 
So one of these great movies where the, the soundtrack is just playing throughout the entire thing. And Nick Frost is great in it. Yeah. I love my romantic Christmas movies that are British. Hey, yeah, I know you're in a terrible mood and everything, but it, would it bother you to uh, actually do the intro to the show yep. and then we can get on with stuff that's been happening? What episode are we on? We are on episode, I don't know, it's in the title of this thing, 159. Siri, what's the latest episode of STC Pod? Hum, I'm not finding anything for that. Mm. Hum? Mm. That's what the British say, it, Hum. Um, Hamza, go to stcpod.com. And that worked. Yeah. Or you could have just listened to what I told you or look at the title in the bottom right. It doesn't right of show the anything. Uh, episode 159 See? guys. Is that right? Hi guys. Yo, yo, yo. Listening to cr two crotchety men. STC pod episode 159. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Uh, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC pod. You can check my stuff out at AC Decepticon. If you want to buy some shirts and shit, go to tpublic.com slash STC pod. Uh, you also find any blog posts and nonsense like that on stcpod.com. Listen on iTunes under STC Pod. And if you're listening to us, you got to check out some of the great podcast blogs and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. And thanks again, everybody, for tuning in every week. Friday mornings, that's when we get our new shows up. Yeah, and uh, look for a new, hopefully, a new video next week. We took this week off, but uh, I know there's more stuff coming in. Nope. Yep. Unless you bring some stuff in. I've I've seen the stuff you're bringing in. Well, I've put it away, so it's not coming in anymore. So look for that on the YouTube channel. No. Slash start to continue. And I want to see some comments on the last video. Why isn't anyone backing me up how crazy it is that you store your consoles upside down in boxes? I don't. It was just that particular one because I had to put stuff on top of back it. Me up. It's not crazy. All right. So, uh we'll come back and we'll talk about what's been happening. Maybe got some surprises for you and uh, we'll see you right after this. Cough it up, big boy. We'll be right back. Hi, this is player. One of the cartridge club. And today I'd like to talk to you about one of my favorite podcasts, media mavens. The media mavens is hosted by Pam and Riley and they cover a wide range of topics from television to video games, K-pop to movies, and they make every show entertaining. In an industry that's awash in 30-something-year-old dudes, it's refreshing to get a point of view that doesn't sound like a carbon copy. I highly suggest you check out Media Mavens. They air every second Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You won't be disappointed. So does the name John Hillerman mean anything to you? Yeah, man. Fucking uh, Magnum P.I. He passed away. Hey! I watched that wow. show as a kid, man. <laughs> You're a big There's fan a whole of big, uh, uh, I don't know, not conspiracy, but uh, what was it? Fan theory or hidden. Remember the couple episodes that did some trickery where they thought, because he was supposed to be the caretaker of like this uh, mansion estate on the island, right? 
Yeah. And then uh, they always try to play it up or give little teasers like, hmm, maybe he's really the owner of it and all this stuff. <laughs> like if he's, the, he's the, like the real owner. And I forget what, I think Tom Selleck was always trying to trick him into saying things or giving away little hints kind of thing, right? He did, yeah. did that every few episodes. Sounds like you uh, you know quite a bit about the Magnum PI. You're watching it quite a bit. Uh, I think everybody was, wasn't it? I even uh, re- vaguely remember the series finale. It was a big ooh. deal on TV. Sounds like you're an expert. Time for some Magnum PI. Joe I'm not a fucking expert on it. <laughs> what was the uh I don't know. I don't remember anything. I know Tom Selleck was on the show and there's a black guy. What was the beach house property called? No idea. At, uh, Robin's Nest. Dude. Who owned Robin's Nest? I don't know. Robin? <laughs> what was his name? Uh Remember, fuck. <laughs> Come on, dude. Robin Masters. You know, you know how young I was when I watched a stupid show. What was Magnum's full name? <sighs> dude, I don't know. Magnum PI. <laughs> Thomas Sullivan Magnum the eighteenth. Do you remember uh Higgins' full name? Nope. Jonathan Quayle Higgins. Okay, I'll give you an easy one. Higgins always toured the grounds and kept them secure with the help of his lads. Two Doberman pinchers named, what were the names of the dogs, his lads? Remember? No, I just remember them being Doberman pinchers. Zeus and Apollo. One of the perks Magnum got from uh, looking after the security of Robin's Nest was access to the car. As a red Ferrari. Ferrari. Uh, nope. Don't remember. For, uh, F something, right? Wasn't it? Oh, F yeah, Ferrari. F for Ferrari. <laughs> F 44 or something. I don't remember. Uh, I know you would get this cause you're a car guy. The 308 GTS. Yeah. Uh, best theme song from the eighties. I'd say no. You weren't hooked by that theme song? Uh, I don't remember what it went like. You don't remember the theme song to Magnum PI? Are you Dude. crazy? And like, it's such a well-done intro because it uh, has got a lot of those, the crazy helicopter action. You know, one of his buddies flew uh, the helicopter. Yeah, the white guy. No, the black guy. Oh, and the black uh, guy. <laughs> uh and if you watch that, watch those scenes, he's doing like helicopter stunts you don't see on television because it's it's pretty radical stuff, uh, close to the deck and crazy turns. You don't see uh, you don't see people do with helicopters nowadays. Love that show. Anyway, so uh, uh, John Hillerman just passed away. I just from old age, I guess. Nothing to report there. He was like eighty nine or something. I don't know, eighty one, something like that. So that kind of took me back uh, to thinking about what he did. Uh, I remember seeing him in other stuff. Uh, Mel Brooks liked to use him. He used him in 
Blazing Saddles is Howard Johnson, one of the many Johnsons in Blazing Saddles. And I think he showed up in History of the World, too. Um, but yeah, you're right. All throughout Magnum. Uh, the first season, they uh, had the premise that Magnum was there because he had done some favor for Robin Masters. And so it's inferred that at one point, Magnum had met Robin. But then as the series went along, they started playing it up that maybe Higgins was uh, Robin Masters. And they kept playing that up. But I think in the in the finale, you said you remembered it. Didn't they close the book that it wasn't? And didn't they bring on Orson Welles? Uh, that I don't remember. I was just checking out to see what the run of the show was. 1980 to 1988. Hmm, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was like well over 150 episodes. Donald P. Belisario, Glenn A. Larson. Oh, those two were the heavyweights in 80s television, mm -hmm. man. They, they, they must did. have made uh, 162 episodes. That's really good. Them and uh, Stephen J. Canale just... They did everything on TV. And in fact, did you know that uh, Magnum did cross over with a couple other properties? Mm. No. Like another favorite uh, detective show of mine from the time with another amazing theme song with Simon and Simon. They did a crossover episode at one point with them. And strangely enough, did a crossover episode with uh, Murder, She Wrote. That would have been horrible. <laughs> Uh, and you know, there's tons of guest stars. There's always good guest stars. I think, uh, I got turned off a few episodes though. Cause you know, we were pretty young when that was on and there was a couple heavy episodes of Magnum PI where he's like flashing back to his, uh, Vietnam days or whatever. Yeah, but that was a standard staple for all those type of shows, man. Oh, it got heavy. Oh, you remember that one episode where he... Didn't he get stranded in the ocean or something and had to tread water? Yeah, he was treading water for like 24 hours and there's like a shark that was circling him. So he always had to like, uh, uh, what was it? He, he was talking to the shark and then he, he always like did some sort of like meditation and where he'd like flash back and, you know, just try to keep himself, uh, you know, from giving up and it's always like a flashback episode at the same time. And then all his buddies were trying to look for him. Yeah. I remember thinking like, could I tread water? And no, I got about 12 seconds and that that's it. That's all she wrote. Well, cause you wouldn't be treading straight to be doing some back floats and stuff like that too. Right. He was just treading water in the episode. He, did, I, he was just I know, like, which was ridiculous. Well, maybe people can do that. I don't know. No, you'd freaking, maybe if you're like in, uh, oh, crap. What's that? The Mediterranean there with that, uh, lake that's all salt. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You can pretty much like walk on it almost. The Dead Sea. Yeah. Dead Sea. Uh, so, uh, one last bit of trivia, uh, Selix commitment to Magnum PI cost him the iconic role of Indiana Jones. Yeah. I wonder if how things would have changed if he had landed that role. I don't now, know if it uh, would have been the same. 
Did he really have a lock on it though? Or are they just saying that? Is that part of the story nowadays? I don't remember if he's, he, if he's mentioned that in TV shows or not. Much like, uh, what's his face? Pierce Bronson on, uh, uh, stupid detective show. He was on on TV. Right. Remington steel. Yeah, he was locked in Remington steel and that cost him, uh, crap. You got me wanting to say Indiana Jones again. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> how much Robitussin did you uh, take yeah. today? <laughs> Doped up. <laughs> what was it that he, uh, couldn't, couldn't do. I'm going to let you hang. Like you let me hang last week on the word petition. I don't remember. Hey, Siri, what am I thinking of? <laughs> what did Pierce Brosnan appear in? <laughs> hey, come on. Siri, what movie did Pierce Brosnan not get to do? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Mm. Work Can it out. Know. Star Wars? Come on. Oh, James Bond, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, woo. Yeah, I know, but it was, I knew it was one of those things, but who took his place instead? Was it Timothy Dalton? Yep. Yeah, okay. Oh, that Brosnan, man, he had no body. He was all face and no body. And then when he took his shirt off, it was disgusting. It was like a, a bear rug. He's such, a, he's such a pretty boy, man. What are you talking about? You know, James Pierce, Bond Pierce is Brosnan. not. Yes, he is. is he's not be. supposed to be cut. He should be jacked. No, he shouldn't be. Yes, he should be. That's why one of the best James Bonds is the guy doing it right now. Some guy who can actually lift something heavier than a fork to his face. Yeah, and he's so inconspicuous blending in amongst the crowd, he's right? Fit. <laughs> wow. The the expression you pushed that word out with yeah, scared it, me a little Because it's ridiculous, this talk. And no, should not be no. a toothpick. See the guys he has to go against and fight? He needs to be intellectually smart as well as being able to handle the job, which is a very physical job. Uh, Roger Moore was able to best Jaws, and he was not a uh, behemoth uh, like you like. Those movies all sucked. No, they were all great. But you know what? It's interesting you brought that up. Ashley, um, are you saying you're a big expert in... Uh, no, I'm not James Bond. No, not doing any <laughs> trivia. People love it. Remember I told you I saw something was appearing on uh, the movie channels that I told the PVR to go, go and get while we were working? No. It was Becoming Bond that documentary that you swore up and Dude, down that you yeah, had already that seen had been aired plenty of times. It was horrible. It was George Lazenby bullshit with the hippie seventies movie that he did. <laughs> no, you have not seen this. I have dude. You have not. You're thinking of some bonus, uh, no, no. feature. It in was not this. I'm going to look it up right now. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I finally sat down to watch this. And it grabbed me within the first couple of minutes. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> now I'm no big George Lazenby fan and I don't, you know, 
look for uh, that movie every time I want to see a James Bond movie. But his uh, ability to tell a story to the camera was uh, so compelling. I didn't even care about the Bond stuff. Just his life story was well worth the uh, trip through this documentary. Yeah, there's only been one documentary on him. It's called Becoming Bond. And it's the one I saw. It's the one well, I saw too. When you haven't, it's a Hulu documentary. You can find it on Hulu or it's on uh, the movie channels here in Canada. It's on the movie channels. I, I, I think it just came out this year or last year, but, uh, wow, it was so entertaining. I couldn't believe it. it. They just sit him down in front of the camera. And to be honest with you, if I can be honest with you for a second, I kind of thought he died a few years ago, but he is alive and well and looking striking and rugged as ever sits down in front of the camera and begins to tell his life story from the age of like four. And I thought when I saw this happening, that this is going to not be very good. It's going to be dry. And then they started playing like, uh, they brought in actors to recreate the story he is telling as he's telling it. So they're doing this reenactment stuff with actors. And, oh boy, this is really going to be bad. But man, I don't know the, the, the talent they pulled together for this, the way he told his story, it was laugh out loud. Funny. I did laugh out loud because it was all ridiculous and it was that bad. No, it was, it was not bad. It was like, people are listening to Joe thinking he must mean it's cheesy. Like the movie was or whatever. It's, it's actually very funny and very, I, I would tell you to just give it five minutes and you don't have to be a fan of this bond film or James Bond at all. Like I said, I don't care if it didn't have any James Bond in it. This guy, the way he can tell a story, his natural charm is, uh, just compelling right off the gate and the people they brought in to act out his part in every age group that he describes were just perfect and super funny and very physical actors. And, um, the, the nonsense he got into, he grew up in Australia and, uh, he was, you know, a rabble rouser from the beginning. Uh, he liked the ladies. He, became a mechanic and a car salesman. And then through this and that, he ended up getting into uh, male modeling and, uh, following the love of his life to, uh, London, England and the adventures there. And he got into it with a lot of ladies. Like, I mean, a lot of ladies and, uh, this modeling career just kept taking off because it was that era of Sean Connery, James Bond, where people were looking for that dark, rugged alpha male image that Sean Connery was putting across. And uh, George Lazenby really was a spitting image of that. So he just naturally had roles, well, modeling gigs falling in his lap because he was the image that everyone wanted. And through, you know, random encounters with people, he had this James Bond thing fall in his lap. And, uh, a re a real highlight of this documentary slash movie is, um, Jeff Garland plays one of the, uh, James Bond people. And it's just hilarious. Cause it's Jeff Garland totally off the wall, 
being crazy angry at everybody. Typical Hollywood old school studio guy. And then they get into the story of him landing the role and he had never acted before, but he just bullshitted his way right into it. And he just right into the auditions, you know, just telling people he appeared in stuff in Russia and in Singapore and Taiwan places where they couldn't, couldn't look up to see if he actually appeared in movies there. He got the role. And if you were to just sit down and watch that bond movie on its own, you'll, you'll have to admit it's actually not a terrible bond movie. In fact, it's pretty good. Telly Savalas is in it. Plays a great uh, Blofeld and uh, it is a good movie. And it was the highest earning movie um, of the series thus far. And so they wanted to lock him up. They offered him seven more pictures and he turned it down. They wanted to lock him in for the next seven bond pictures. He turned it down because that's the way he was. And to the point where they offered him a million dollar cash under the table bonus just to sign that contract. And he still turned it down. And that's why you never heard of him ever again. He was just completely blacklisted out of the studio system after that. Am I not winning you over yet? This was a great documentary slash film. It was super funny, super entertaining. And I highly recommend it becoming bond. Find that on Hulu. And if anybody is still listening after that spiel, that's why you like the stupid thing because it was like a goofball spin comedy. And that's why I didn't like it. I didn't give a shit for about that stuff. I want some serious bond. And that's why I'm glad he didn't stay on and become bond. He probably would have wrecked the whole franchise. Seven films for his nonsense. I'm not talking about the bond. I'm talking about just his ability to tell a story. You have, you met someone that is just a mm. natural storyteller where you just want to sit at their feet and go, tell me something that happened when you were 14 and they have a story for it. Huh? He told a story that reminded me of something I'm, I'm sure happened to you in, uh, in junior high. He said he was really hot for this one girl. And, uh, but he didn't know if he could, uh, he could follow in the footsteps of her, uh, of her current boyfriend, because the story was that him and his, uh, I don't know, rugby team or something in the locker room did the, the towel, the wet towel test. You know what the wet towel test is? I'm sure you've done this talking to you, Joe. Yeah, go on. <laughs> What's the wet towel test? Go on, tell your story. Every member of the team goes up and hangs their wet towel on this guy's erect pee-pee and until they either fall or he can hold them all up and he could hold all those towels up. I'm sure that happened to you in your high school. All right, so what else have you been up to? <laughs> I've just been talking for 40 minutes. Yeah, about... Stupid George Lazenby. You just did that so you can put up some artwork, easy artwork. <laughs> yeah, because that'll be easy to find. Fuck. Uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service artwork. I just uh, really hope people will check that out. At least five minutes of it. If you want to watch something goofy and it's a big waste of time, check this movie out. 
Well, I can see that you are not wearing your uh, Team Italy soccer jersey today. No, I do that not seemed have to get one. Away. Oh, you do have one. Anyway, I know so what you, you have to. What you picked up recently, man? I don't care about soccer. I do. What happened to this Italy team? Dude, no one cares. Apparently, a lot of people care. What have you picked up recently, man? You sent Italy me did not make the World Cup. You sent me a text tonight about uh, a Lamborghini picture. Are you that mad that your team's not going to the World Cup? No, I don't care about it, dude. Neither does I, anyone listening. Uh, well, when was that big time you were you were all over it? Dude, you stopped by thrift store today? <laughs> yeah, briefly. Else? No, nothing. Mm. There was that long what picture. What did you send me that picture for? What am I, no, I thought, that? you know, unlike you, I uh, I saw it. I thought oh, maybe Joe would get a kick out of that because he You're does have a poster of a Kuntash. A guy that we work with does. He sends us stupid shit pictures. You know what? That's it then. Forget it. Forget it. That's it. That's done. No more. That's it then. You have a poster of a, this exact same Kuntash in your office. I saw this, which was like a really nicely mounted a photo of one. Yeah, but mine's OG. And... Took a picture and sent it to you. So, sorry for that. No more of that. Sorry to bother that's you with the that. Same one? I don't think it's the same Lambo. What? What a guy. Remember I was with you when you bought the, the book about Lamborghinis and all that? Did I? So, I see a nicely mounted picture of a vintage Lambo. And, uh, what did I do with that book? Silly me. Silly me for sending it to you. Don't worry. That's not, I, what was I thinking? I was supposed to stop doing this anyways, after this week's fiasco where you left an NES system at a thrift store without calling me and asking if I wanted it. That was the ultimate insult. You grabbed one for yourself and there was another one there for 15 bucks and you didn't pick it up. No, it was there for 20 bucks. It would have been 15 with your discount, which you were already applying on yours. And you left it there. Yeah, but it was, it was yellow as a crayon. It doesn't matter. As I explained to you, the market that's buying these NESs nowadays do not care about condition. They're not collectors like me and, me and you. They're just wanting to get what everyone's been talking about. And on no YouTube. one's picking up the one that I have up for sale right now. That's because we were just testing the waters with a high price, but I'm sure you got lots of looky looks. I don't know. It'll show you on the app how many people looked at it. But you left that one. Who cares, dude? No, it doesn't matter. No phone call. I can't call you for no everything. Call. No photo. No text. Yeah, because I had to get in and out. So fucking sick of games. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You're still shopping every day for them. Man, I hope this menstrual cycle clears up soon. Or is this like a year-long thing? Dude, there's only six visits. No, that's impossible. Yeah, I just checked. That's impossible. I'll check my other one. Oh, what do you, you listed on Kijiji or Letgo? Both. Uh, Letgo has 37. All right. So tomorrow you dropped the price a little bit. We're going full blow. There's a puppy. Sweet. Watch out. I get my wear tires put on tomorrow. Great. 
You got snow yet where you are? We did. Yeah. Do you hear winners put on? No, because my brakes are making noise, so I have to change those, and they will change the tires at the same time. However, it takes a month to get in there, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Why is it? Why? Why are they so backed up? Just because it's the season? Yeah, everyone's going in to switch over their tires, and I don't know. This is, I want to go to the dealership for this because I have a couple other little things I want them to look at. Uh, the thermostats, I think, needs to be replaced. It's all wacky. Mm. It should be under warranty. And uh, I do like Honda brakes. Like, uh, yes, I do a lot of highway driving, but uh, I haven't had to worry about brakes yet. And I have over 150,000 kilometers on it. You know what's yeah, killing me, good. though? You, you drive easy, though. Well, it's highway, so you try not to use the brakes ever. Just swerve. I, I went, grabbed my sunglasses in the car, and no sunglasses. I can't find my freaking sunglasses. I managed to hold on to these for two years. Now I don't know where they went, so that's driving me a little crazy. Did you take them? Did I leave them at work? Is that what happened to you? I hope, uh, I hope you're going to get my sunglasses. That would be nice. You know, uh, finally, once in my life, I spent a little bit extra money to get a nice pair of sunglasses because, because, you know, because I only wear one pair. I always uh, take good care of them. Why not treat myself to a nice pair of sunglasses, pay a little bit extra money. I guess I held on to it for two years, but mm, God, it's gotta be somewhere. I don't know. I had them went with Haji to that game swap. I had them then. I'm pretty sure I brought them with me out of the car. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Anyways, Haji, check check your back seat. Or if your kids are wearing fancy sunglasses, let me know. Oh boy. Well, what else have I been doing? As everyone knows, uh, we just passed over November 11th, which in Canada is Remembrance Day. And in the States, what do you call it in the States? Memorial Day or something like that? I think you guys get it off as a holiday, too. We don't have an actual holiday for that as of yet. That'll happen at some point. But what I like to do, that Remembrance Day week, I like to get all primed up with my war movies because all of the... Oh, and National Geographic and Smithsonian, whatever. They start playing down the big guns in the war movie genre. So that's uh, that's always something to look forward to. And uh, our Encore movie channels was pumping out uh, Band of Brothers. They were marathoning those puppies out. And uh, so I threw that on and got instantly enthralled in it again. I caught it right at episode one. So I started watching that and because it was just on the satellite, uh, I knew the sound wasn't so good. And I want to, that series had amazing sound as, you know, as well as video, they really went to work on it. So I, uh, turned it off on the satellite, ran downstairs, pulled out my DVD box set because the audio was mastered in DTS surround sound and threw that on. And you can't go wrong when you got a war movie pumping out the DTS. That's my preferred sound method. 
and it was awesome. Uh, you, whew, right from episode one, I don't think there's there's a bad one in the bunch. And the way they tell the story and then intertwine action sequences and set pieces into it, you really get pulled into that group with those guys. And that doesn't happen in a lot of a lot of series, you know, where you get to learn. Like I know everyone's name in that series. Whereas uh, any other mini mini series, I couldn't tell you who any of the characters are. Even things I've watched many times over, like the Pacific came out shortly after, a few years after Band of Brothers. I couldn't tell you any of those characters in that series. But Band of Brothers, I know those guys. I remember when that guy got got hit. I remember when uh, uh, you know Winters got promoted to major. I remember the battlefield commission where, you know, a sergeant got lifted up to Lieutenant is it's all cool stuff. So I think I watched probably the first six episodes, uh, until after Bastogne. Cause you got to watch that Bastogne episode where they are, uh, entrenched in that forest and they're constantly being mortared by the Germans and in the surround sound, you're literally jumping out of your chair with every mortar hit. It's uh, it's a wild episode and it's, it always drives me insane that that whole thing, that whole forest setting was shot indoors in a studio. All those trees were made of styrofoam. It just boggles my mind. The uh, breath effects were all put in in post-production all those trees blowing up splintering is it, just a, just amazing so yeah that's what i did that's about the only war thing i got in though during that day because that took up a lot of time usually uh you know i like to see the longest day or uh a bridge too far classics Joe, are you coming back anytime soon or are you, you finishing up your laundry or should I keep going or what? Yeah, I'm back. Is this a dry run of the solo show yeah, or you're doing, you're doing so good. You might as well just you, you, do these shows yourself now. I think the thing is about interaction, but I could be mistaken. No, my kid was crying. I had to go. Oh, sorry. You could have, could have said that. Yeah. That, uh, it's the one thing I do remember about, or clearly anyway, about that series. And I really enjoyed it was that uh, whole winter scene where they were basically freezing to death, starving in the woods as they were hiding out. And then, then they just got shellacked trees splintering. I remember that once there's one shot where a guy was there and then his leg got blown completely off. Uh, couldn't believe how graphic that series was. I still don't own it because the prices are, outrageous for it still really even the dvd set why would i buy dvd i mean it's still the quality is still there on the dvd uh, like i'm watching the dvd set blown up on the projector and it, it was it was fine it was fine if, no if i'd get it i'd get the blu-ray but it's still it's still up there man it is a great series I, but the pacific was uh for me i was all band of brothered out man I'd seen uh, Saving Private Ryan. They did Band of Brothers. Enough is enough. I watched maybe three episodes of Pacific, and I just 
something about it. No, the cast I just couldn't get into, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it could have been the story as well, but I was just war war timed out. Yeah, I was just looking for a little bit more. I'd read a lot about the Pacific Theater and uh, the tactics that the Japanese were using, the the ground troops, and really frightening stuff. And I don't think all that came across in that series. So I was, I kept looking for more. And like you said, I just never characters. I th- maybe it was a budget thing too. They had to calm the budget down. I remember with the Band of Brothers. It was the, uh, like you said, the Saving Private Ryan crew came in. And I think they said, like, within three episodes, they had blown, like, it. They've, they had spent as much as the entire Saving Private Ryan had cost in three episodes, and they still had seven more to go kind of thing. So it was a very costly project to get that series going. I wonder what the overall revenue is for that series after all these DVD sales. Well, they definitely moved a lot of DVDs. A lot of people went and bought that. Like you said, it, the price hasn't really dropped. What was it when it came out? A hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. What's that website called that you go to, to find out uh, how much movies make? I think it might be in there. The, is it box office mojo? Yeah, that's it. Assuming it would be in there. Uh, Mm, no, no, I'm curious. This is what I find mm. more interesting. Band yeah, I don't know where you'd find that. Yeah, brothers, profit. I do find it interesting how me talking about a James Bond documentary will drive you crazy, but listening to you browse the internet is fine. Is good content. Because oh, I'm doing it for myself. Because I don't care. Cause I'm angry. Well, HBO spent 200 million on the Pacific, uh, landing scene alone costs 13,500 per take. Uh, but I put in banner brothers. I don't know why that came up. See 200 million. That sounds cheap for considering what band of brothers spent. So they must've been told you got to dial it down. Was that still a uh, Hank Spielberg production? I think Yes but probably not as hands-on uh, your guy, uh, your guy from uh, the robot show was in Pacific, Mr. Robot, Ryan Malik or whatever that was. Yeah. Huh. I forgot Tom Hardy and Fassbender were in uh, band of brothers, Simon Pegg, James McAvoy. Yeah. I remember seeing wow. Simon Pegg and McAvoy and Fassbender. I don't remember seeing Tom Hardy though. Miniseries with a budget of 120 million took three years to make and was filmed on a 12-acre set, continually modified to represent 11 different European locations. There were 10,000 extras, 500 speaking roles, 500 pairs of paratrooper jump boots manufactured to fit the original Army specifications. Uh, by the time they were finished filming the third episode, the special effects department had gone through more pyrotechnics used than used in the entire production of Saving Private Ryan, and they still had seven episodes left. According to the making of Band of Brothers, a heavy day of filming required up to 14,000 rounds of ammunition 
and the set had an arsenal of 700 authentic World War II weapons and 400 rubber gun props. Again, with the documentary, like you got to check out the making of documentary that comes with the DVDs. Yeah, see, that would be that would be freaking dope. It was a great one, and I loved how it went into detail into the training camp the cast got put into. You know the the boot camp. Uh, Maybe I'm the wrong surgeon. Not profit, but Banner Brothers cost. And don't forget, like how surprising was it how great Schwimmer was as, uh, as like the, uh, training officer in the first episode. Who Schwimmer? Yeah. He played it just right. Cause you hated him. Yeah. Yeah. But who, who could see that Schwimmer could pull that off so well. I don't think we've seen him do anything outside of friends at that point. Uh, I think he had done, I know he did a movie on, um, he was the first one. He played one of the first doctors to do, uh, boobs, boob jobs. Yeah. I think that might've came later. I'm not sure. Remember I rented that one. It was like blockbuster. I bet you did. All right. Here's a little trivia shit here. Uh, what did I type in here? 10 most expensive TV shows of all time. Honorable mentions banner brothers and the Pacific are not included since they are mini series. If they were both would be at the top. 10-parter Band of Brothers made by HBO and the backing of Spielberg and Hanks cost around $12.5 million per episode for a total of $125 million. Hmm. And another $15 million spent on marketing. Band of uh, Brothers was at the time the most expensive miniseries until it was outdone by the Pacific. The 10-episode miniseries had a budget of $100 million, which ballooned to more than double by the end of that show. Guess I was way off there. I think I clicked on one of those Yahoo clickbait pages. That's the worst. Close it up. Don't give them your clicks. Yeah, I bet uh, Band of Brothers might have saved a little bit of dough using that same set. And in rewatches, you can... You'll never know. Well, in rewatches, you can notice the same kind of building that you see that village over and over again, basically. (sighs) All right. Uh... I don't have a problem letting you off the hook at this point. Well, let's see. You showed up at 20 after nine is 25 after 10. Now we'll start next uh, episode with an apology again. Hopefully we'll have a more chipper Joe. We'll be back in two weeks, guys. Will you be past your heavy flow period at that point? And maybe I, I, I think just the, the, the weekly shows. It's run out of bullshit to talk about. And then I got to hear you been, ramble on about George Lazenby. Yeah. You've, you've been through a lot. You need a break. Yeah. You've had a rough year. You need a break. One, I have two. I've had a yeah. rough week. I took the hit for both of us. You had an easier station to work on than me. You did not take a hit. You got to go relax. I took the hit. I took the hit. You sold, mm. you sold a Wii in the process, so I think you won out. <sighs> Boy, you forced a co-worker to buy a freaking Nintendo Wii off you. Did yeah, you had a family the, raid. Did he give you the box back? Uh, he will if he decides to not keep it. I think I talked him into keeping the box. I just I said, randomly I'll asked him. I said, I'll take it back. Give it to me now. I did. I said, if you throw it out, bring the box back to me. I'll take it. 
because I just happened to ask him, uh, do you, did you like, just as a do you appreciate that? Yeah. That came complete in box. Are you getting the box or are you going to just going to recycle the box as soon as you get home? It's like, no, that's going in recycling. Why? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Okay. One of those. Oh, by the way, did you, uh, what's this? I'm going to quiz you. What's his name? Uh, bro. Hey man. <laughs> hey bud. You still didn't find out what his name was after two it's, days of working with this guy? It was Gary. It's not Gary. <laughs> we already have a Gary that we work with. Oh. It was uh, so you bust, Jasper. You bust my chops, but you work with this guy for two days. <laughs> 24 hours. No, I know his name. I just don't want to say it on the public airwaves. Say you know? it. I don't want to say it. Antonio. It was... Wow, everybody. Can you believe how <laughs> Bill doesn't even learn a co-worker's name that he has to work with? Oh, check out the new Masters of Unlocking came out, everybody. That's true. Of, uh, well, if you're listening to this on Friday, it would have come out Tuesday, November 14th. Check it out. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Well, ever since last week, you know, I did just beat it on the Wolfenstein because I actually finished games, unlike you. Just beat it, beat it. Yeah, I've been I, play, I play real games. I play JRPGs. <laughs> I've been actually thinking about it all week, so I might I might just put it back in and see what uh, the extra bits are. Now, you collected stuff throughout the game. I don't know if that earned you stuff to do after you finish it or something. Or maybe I'll go back and replay a couple levels for fun. I don't know. Why don't you just move on to a new game? You don't have to do what everyone else does in the club. No. No one else. What? No, I've just been thinking about it. I don't know don't why. I have to follow along like everyone else. Sometimes you don't have to play every game. What are you talking about? You don't have to play every game. Everybody plays every month either. I did listen to their bonus CC podcast on Wolfenstein. With, yes. Uh, Dean lasagna and uh, P one and Pam. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. I'm Caleb, saying, you don't have to follow the crowd all the time. Because I know you don't like everything that they play. What are you talking about? Throwing something different, throwing a JRPG, you know, pump 60 hours into a game plus. I do want to, they're in Mass Effect now. I do want to get that going. So that might be an idea. I've been meaning to do that for like five years. It's not what I said, man. All right. Thanks, guys. For no. Tuning into another episode. Of Start to Continue podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in as usual. Sorry for uh, the show's actually getting interesting now. Oh, man. Oh, what? Has your Advil kicked in? 